it's not a joke anymore, guys. There's real business being done off of TikTok. It's yeah, it happened quick. Okay, it is Whoops. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, like just real. Like I see, I saw a guy who sold like hundred, like uh, at least hundred roofs on there. Like commercial construction, like literally blows my mind. Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. My guest today is Tim Brown. He is a construction marketer and CEO of Hook Agency. Tim helps contractors focus their marketing on their best customers and is passionate about this industry. Welcome to the show, Tim. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me. It's going pretty good. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation, marketing, my, my background. This is, I'm excited. Yes, sir. I'll, it's always a good day when I get to talk about marketing. Absolutely. Uh, well, I always start with how people got into the construction industry to begin with. Yeah, so I was originally just uh, a web designer and developer. I went to school for that. And I guess ever since I started doing that, you know, there's some construction companies mixed in there. I, I actually have a really good story about somebody I was doing for a portfolio piece, like, uh-huh. uh, you know, pretending that I'm doing work for them, that I believe they're going to be signing this next week. Uh, nice. and I get to get flo- flown down to Vegas to see some of their commercial construction projects. And so that will be a really cool, like, you know, how it was, how, what it's going, what it's like now kind of thing. If that happens, I'm very excited about the prospect of that client, but I've always kind of dreamed for some reason, that's been like the kinds of clients that I like the most yeah. throughout the last, you know, eight, nine years of my career. And I've just been attracted to them. So when I went out on my own, I went and worked for another agency. When I went out on my own, I started to get some of those clients as my own clients and just enjoyed working with them. And I had a coach that said, you know, you got to niche your agency. And so I, that was my top contender and I started to just create a lot more content for contractors and um, construction companies and home services as well as part of our thing. Um, And yeah, it's just kind of grown from there. And now, uh, you know, I feel more closely akin to contractors, I think, than I do to marketers a lot of times, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, Just, I feel part of the industry more now than I do like just like marketers. I, I feel like I have more to talk about with contractors and stuff like that, or at least people that are around construction and that kind of yeah. stuff. So that's interesting. So what about the contractor world kind of gripped you in and, and pulled you into it? Honestly, it's kind of, there's a couple of things. One, the people were very nice. The, yeah. the contractors that I had as clients were some of my favorite clients. They're really Great nice. Great people there. here. <laughs> yeah, good good vibes, like, and just like down to earth. I like down to earth. I also like website design and search engine optimization. And it's all kind of ethereal and out there and kind of like wishy-washy, like it's not very solid. So like doing it at least for an industry like construction, it's like we get stuff done, we build stuff, we create, you know, that was a good pairing to me. Like I had also done marketing for like financial, like wealth management and stuff like that. Not, there's nothing wrong with them. (laughs) Um, If you're watching this, you're an old client, but uh, you know, 
the point is, is like, it's out there too. You know, it's like pairing an out there subject with another out there subject. I, I like the solidity of construction and the, the, how specific it is. I, you know, I've done it also for a lot of softwares and stuff like that. It is harder. It is harder because you don't have like visual examples and stuff like that. So I like the, the, the specifics of it all. Yeah. It's tangible. Yeah. Well, what's a unique marketing challenge to the construction industry that mm. maybe other industries don't have to deal with or at least as much? It's basically getting people interested. Like it's not sexy. It's not skincare products and bikinis and you know, like even like you think about cars, it's got a sleekness, it's a beetle, you know, and it can be that on construction. But to be honest with you, we work with a lot of the unsexy kind of construction. Like we're remodelers are just swimming in business right now, right now. Like a lot of the aesthetic trades are swimming in business. So we work with some of the ones that need more business, right? Like, in, like plumbers and roofers and commercial construction, like stuff like this. It's yeah. So it's a little less sexy in certain ways and you kind of have to, you have to get people interested in certain ways, you know, like you think about a home, you know, like a roofer or HVAC company or plumber or even excavation company or commercial contractor. It's like, you have to kind of, you got to know how short everyone's attention span is. And you short. have to talk <laughs> about something that's interesting to that. You have to like show. So mm -hmm. I think like, a way to address that is by demonstration. So yeah, showing before and afters and showing the process and showing epic failures and, you know, actually, dem you know, demonstration. If it's a visual field, if it's a visual trade, see if you can show more than you tell, basically. I think that that's one of the ways you can address that issue. Yeah. So that immediately brings up video in, in my mind and using that uh, mm huge video fan. So I'm biased in this conversation just as a <laughs> FYI, but yeah. uh, I think it's a great medium, but it, it's also an intimidating medium too, for sure. a lot of people. Like how do you get into it? People think it's going to be too expensive. It yeah. takes so much time to prep it and get all the cameras and the lighting and the sound and all that mm -hmm. stuff. W what are your thoughts on, on how to make video more user-friendly? It's about, it's not about sheen on the video quality. Uh -huh. I mean, it can be over time, but from my point of view, it's about throwing out experiments. And if you think about this as experimenting, because here's the deal, you can shoot the most high-end video in the world for $40,000 or $400,000 or whatever. And it doesn't mean that it's gonna get eyeballs automatically. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make a, a ton of sense to push like, TV budget at it, or, you know, like a lot of these things, I mean, it's, it's a little inefficient, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's a little less inefficient if you're doing it for like homeowners, but I mean, if you're talking to commercial construction, then it's really inefficient, right? Cause you're like 98% of the people are not project managers, you know, not property managers and not whatever. So like, yeah. it doesn't make sense to spend all that money. So the real hard part is getting the eyeballs. So testimonial is a big, is a big one, um, but that's not going to get organic. So that's, that's more on the paid side On the organic side, you kind of got to go spicier and more interesting. You got to say something a little bit out there. That's why it's hard for bigger companies. Even it's, it's almost harder because they, they don't, 
want to say something that will offend somebody, but right. you kind of, you kind of have to have an opinion, you know, you, you have to take a, a, you opinion. Have a point and of view. I think, yeah, you have to have a point of view. And if you don't have a point, so like looking at, you know, I know this makes people's blood boil if they really care about this, um, their business, you know, and, and doing things the right way. If they see something done the wrong way, point the camera, talk about what was done wrong. And I mean, like literally the iPhone camera is a good place to get started. I'm not saying you would gotta stay there. I'm, and I know that there's people that would like, be like, dude, chill on the talking about the iPhone camera. Well, start there, experiment, and then you can build up to a nicer camera and a, and a camera guy, you know? So I think that the, the great, it's great to start somewhere and to do a lot of experiments because it's about seeing what the algorithm likes and what the algorithm likes, what people like. And once, you know, once you get what people like, then it will take off in the algorithm. And then I think one of the, one way to push into that is like, see what people like the algorithm picks up on and then spend more money into those things yeah. that got natural uh, traction. Create a common data environment for your team with 360 Sync. 360 Sync automatically transfers, organize, and archives project files across applications. It is the only way to automatically sync project files between your server, Procore, BIM 360, Bluebeam, or any other platform you use. 360 Sync is the only document management system designed by and for the AEC industry. Users have automatically transferred over 1 million files and over 2 million syncs. Set it and forget it. Create a common data environment for your team today using 360 Sync. Visit asti.com slash 360 Sync for more information. Yeah, I agree. I think that the more, especially in construction, the more kind of organic feel of the video, the, the better, the, the more real it is. People can, they, they don't need uh, a, you know, super fancy high-end production value. You just walk around the job site, point the camera at yourself and start talking about it. And I think people will get excited about that. I think every commercial construction company, every large excavation company, every uh, big construction, like you know, we work with roofers a lot. So commercial roofers like should think about ideal scenario, 2025, 2026, I have a little media production hub within my company that's churning out videos regularly, whether it's for yeah. social. And I mean, it's that short form reel on Instagram, TikTok. Like it's not a joke anymore, guys. There's real business being done off of TikTok. It's, yeah, it happened quick. Okay. It is Whoops. pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like this real, like I see, I saw a guy who sold like hundred, like, uh, at least hundred roofs on there, like commercial construct, like literally blows my mind. Like wow. it's insane. And, and like people recruiting on there. So think about the recruiting problem in our industry right now. Like people are recruiting on there like crazy and, and don't even get me started. Gen Z is, there is a ton of people in Gen Z that are high performers. I'm excited to see how that plays out. Cause I see right now people that are coming into our company that are not that far out of college that are, that are five times quicker than me on the computer and on their phone doing stuff and creating stuff. And like, 
there's a lot of high performers. And if we can get those people involved in the construction industry, whether it's on like the customer uh, service side, whether it's on the, the marketing side, whether it's on the, you know, doing side, like we are going to, I mean, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a really good thing. Like, um, but anyways, if you have that mindset of like, we're going to create a little media hub in our, in our company, you know, if you have a hundred person company, maybe it's three people, but I'm saying like the idea of creating that internally and improving the processes all the time. I'm saying, start now, turn the, the iPhone onto mm -hmm. a problem that you saw and talk about why it matters. And then on the larger side, like a three person little media hub, always turning out videos is like, it's going to be a real profit center if you think about it that way long term and i think a lot of people already are so i guess i'm just saying this is what's coming yeah i totally agree with that it's funny that you use the the media company reference we actually yeah. at, in the marketing department at applied where where i am that's exactly what our marketing mm -hmm. team has kind of rallied around over the last couple of months of like mm -hmm. all right we're going to lean into this we're going to kind of be a, a media company in, in large yes. respects because we have all these different videos and podcasts and, and different things going on. And let's, let's lean into that and go full force. Cause that's going to mm. change how we handle different things. And it's, we're seeing a lot of rewards coming back from that, which is, which is really cool. So it works. Absolutely. Well, what are some simple ways outside of video that contractors can really better market and then position themselves to attract leads and employees coming in. We have this five-step winning website formula. This is something that we make sure is on every single uh, website that we do. One, it's strong call to actions throughout the website. Two, testimonials and other trust factors like badges of manufacturers, um, photos of your employees, uh, five-star reviews, you know, where yeah. the social proof Facebook. Yeah, exactly. Three emotionally persuasive images and headlines. You want to make the, the buyer, the, the ideal customer, the hero of the story, not the company. That's a big problem. I see with a lot of construction companies on their websites, they make themselves look so cool, but we're competing with you now. So instead of us having to compete with you, make us the smart homeowner, the smart property manager that, chooses a well-vetted construction company, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you're preaching from one of my well, soapboxes there. I can't stand yeah. when people make themselves the hero of the story. I'm like, you're yeah. not the hero. <laughs> Your exactly. client's the it's hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's the easiest thing to fix. Cause the truth is, is a lot of these companies, the owner or the founder, or a lot of the key people making these decisions are great salespeople but they're not applying the principle that they, you know, utilize and in-person conversations with their best customers. They're not, uh, they're not taking those principles because you ask questions, you're yeah. concerned about their problems. You're, you're saying everything from you will benefit you. This is, you know, this is what you will get. And then they're flipping it on the website. They're not, they're not doing that at all. They're saying, we, we, we get your, we, we off the website. <laughs> and so yeah make your ideal customer the hero yeah and then four 
an emphasis on search engine optimization throughout the process. So a good agency will think about search engine optimization during the website build. So they're right. making sure that there's content on in the right spots. There needs to be a lot of content on each selling page. And so there's ways to do that that doesn't feel overwhelming. We don't want 500 words just in a block. We want to break it out and mix up it, mix it up with images. We, we often use this uh, like FAQ structure where it kind of does drop downs. Uh -huh. So it's kind of like hiding some of that content, but it's still getting indexed by Google. So you got to think about SEO in the website process. It's not something you can slap on at the end. You, Google is the only reason that website matters half the time. You know, like I know it, it matters for your referrals and I know it matters for social. Uh, hey, Google runs the world. Yeah. So if you're yeah. not showing up in Google, a, you're not showing up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got a lot of power and for better or worse. And then lastly, really clear differentiating features or just these are different ways to say the same thing. Unique value propositions. Mm -hmm. And what can your competitors not say? So the first three things, so write down three unique value propositions and then say, could my competitors say that? Mm -hmm. And the answer is usually, yeah. So then write down three more <laughs> until you get to ones that they can't say. Because if you lead with that stuff a little bit, you're much more likely to cut through the noise. And mm -hmm. I was just having a conversation with somebody before this, and we we're talking about branding checklists. So having the your company name way and having a checklist that you do for quality assurance and, and branding that. Do they do the, your company name way? Do they do, you know, a 17 point inspection at each step of the process? You know, that kind of idea of like, you can create processes first to then market, you know, but I, I mean, it's about coming up with stuff that they can't say. So I think the best marketing really does affect the process. So I'm challenging the contractors that we work occasionally, like, are you sure? Could we make that into a process? Would you guys be able to like carry that out? Like almost like marketing should be challenging the people doing the work a little bit to, to do it yeah. better. I mean, that's real. Sure. I mean, it sounds high and mighty, so I should probably not say that, but Hey, I, comment, I comment be <laughs> below if you hate that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. Well, let's define terms. So you brought up brand. That's yes. It's one of my favorite topics in marketing. Uh, what do you think of when you think of brand? Um, probably what a lot of people think about. I think about Nike. I think about Starbucks. I think about Apple. And I think about the way Nike shoes smell when they come out of the box. I think about the way an Apple computer folds and feels good. I just dented mine. So like, it like doesn't do the clothes right. I'm like, this thing feels like a PC. It like kind of like creaks when I do it, you know, like, no, thank you. And Starbucks created the, the experience inside of there. So I think it's about experience. Yeah. And Seth Godin says, brand is what people say what, about you when you're out of the room. So it's about the reputation at large it's about the experience of working with your company. Is it high touch customer service centric or is it low end? Can't get a hold of them. I don't know for sure if I'm being taken care of. Mm -hmm. And that's really what brand and that infuses value 
into the logo. Mm -hmm. And then the logo is the beacon for that brand equity. So a good reputation, there's a, I don't know, it's like a John Maxwell quote or something like that. It's like a good reputation takes a lifetime to build and, and a day to destroy mm. or something like that. And I yeah, think yeah. the idea of like, that has to be maintained, but you can build a lot of brand equity. I'll give one little one minute story to communicate like how I experienced brand equity. Like I did a lot of websites that were large. I did a website for Mall of America. I did a website for uh, a big orthopedic company around here. I did some other, like I designed, developed at my old agency. And my old agency was charging upwards of like, it could be like 30, 50, $80,000 for a website. When I went out on my own, the most I could get, and I tried some bigger quotes, most I could get was like 15. And I was excited about that 15. So I was pretty stoked, but like, why? Same guy, why? Logo, man, logo. And then the fact that they had this team behind them and they had the office and that's all brand, you know, like yeah. all of that, all of that is brand. It's, it's the reputation and it's the, what it really is, is confidence. Do they the have confidence have in confidence? the customer in yep. the brand? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If they have confidence, they'll spend more money. They'll spend twice as much. They'll spend four times as much because they have confidence. And it's, I think it's some of that quality control stuff. Like I didn't have that in place. I mean, I didn't have evidence of that. I didn't have my proven process. Yes, I was the guy that did a lot of the work, but then I guess I also just over the last couple of years have realized it's like all that quality control, the experience of working with the company, you look cooler working with that company, all of that stuff. It's like Louis Vuitton, you know, Louis Vuitton is a great brand, a grant brand example because you can get a cheap version of Louis Vuitton for like 40 bucks or you can get the real one. Why do people still spring for the real one? It's like literally the same, you know, that's brand. Right. Yeah. And it's the story that people tell themselves about working with you a little bit. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how, when somebody's trying to develop a, a solid brand identity, what should they be thinking about? What, what kind of things should yeah. they be putting in place? So I'll be real with you. We don't even do brand discoveries or anything like that with brand. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I wish we did. It's, I think part of the reason we don't is because contractors often don't value it. Yeah. So why do you think there? Let's uh, lean into that some. Where's the, maybe the disconnect in equating brand with high value? Yeah, I wish, I, I'll be real. I don't even, even though I believe they should, I don't spend a ton of time trying to convince them I just, I basically, I just want to say, I don't personally spend a ton of time on that normally because 
it's hard to sell somebody something that they don't know they want. Yeah. You know, that's why sure. I don't spend a ton of time on it. So that's why we go towards leads. And I think they're starting, I think a lot of contractors are starting to understand content. And I, I think I am thinking a little bit about that 2 million to 10 million contractor. So if you're talking about a $30 million contractor, 150 or 200, yeah, they know. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm not, if you're listening or watching this, yeah. Okay. I see you guys. You're awesome. Thank you. Uh, but I'll just, so I'll talk to those people a little bit here. I mean, I think content is one of the biggest things. I mean, I've grown our messaging from two things, the conversation and sales. So talk to your salespeople more as a marketer, as a brand, a branding person, as somebody internally at a construction company, talk to your salespeople. Why do people buy? Use that, all that as messaging. Like if you, if you're in a company where there's like five marketers and not one of them is talking to the salespeople on a weekly basis and asking and digging up questions. And cause that's the best fodder for both the messaging and the content, like creating content. So I think content is another really good way besides mm -hmm. talking to salespeople because you put out enough stuff. Let's say you post every day on Facebook and LinkedIn or wherever else your audience is you will see what resonates very quickly with mm -hmm. the types of people you're talking to. So if I put out something and 50 people like it on Facebook and it's like a certain angle, yeah, it should be in the direction of what are, what we sell, but I need to take different angles to see what angles are kind of resonant. And it, and it does help if there's a little bit of like passion there, those angles then get, you know, dissected. Some people are mad because you have an actual perspective. <laughs> That's good. It's all good. It's good to know. And mm -hmm. it's good to like get some feedback. I think some of it involves your personal accounts. I think some people are thinking three people like every single one of our posts. And that's, I'm not mad at you. I'm saying use your personal accounts, like and, and connect with more people like your ideal customer and use that to dig up some information. I know that this sounds really crazy to some people because they're not that intimate with the actual business entity, but I think that's the best place to dig it up in a personal conversations with ideal customers. So- Well, people buy from people at the end them. of the day. Yeah, yeah. And go hang out with them. That's a really good way. Go, go hang out with some of your existing ideal customers, make some content with them, bring the video camera with, tell them you know, if they're scared of that, Tell them you're going to ask them some questions and make it into a blog for your mm -hmm. website or for social or something. And then as you're doing that, you're going to, you know, if you really hang out, make it feel like a documentary or something and let them like hang out with them. I just did this this morning. So I'm not like preaching to, you know, like I did it with a, a client of ours. I went and I'm helping him hire a marketing manager. Nice. And then I went with them to buy a truck, you know, like uh, drove the truck back to his office. The, just going through a little bit of day to day with, we went to Taco Bell, you know, the good stuff. Um, <laughs> and I just like get so much context from hanging out with our exact, like our, this is our ideal customer. You know what I mean? Like, and hang yeah. out with, I actually consider him a friend too, but the point is, is like hang out more with your ideal customers, um, do some documentary style content with them. Like that's, that's a great thing for, for uh, marketers to do. I think marketers should consider themselves like journalists a little bit. And yeah. if you do that, 
you'll get better messaging because it just it cleans up the way you're thinking about it and it helps you kind of align better with those ideal customers mm -hmm. it's funny one of the things that i've been coming back to a lot as of late is just having a natural sense of curiosity mm. about different topics and, and things and i think when you lean into that curiosity it you're naturally going to start asking better questions and you're going to uncover different things and that's going to it's going to come through that you're oh, taking yeah. an interest in that and people people like hearing about that stuff so uh yeah. yeah i think finding what you're curious about and then lean in to that and that goes hand in hand with talking to your ideal clients and, and figuring out what are their interests what are what do they like to do what are they not what do what resonates with them and then just lean into it exactly so I, I can't leave the uh, a marketing and construction conversation without hitting on one of my my soapbox topics, and uh, that's the, I think that there's a, a marketing problem in construction and, and really appealing, showing what is actually happening in the industry to those outside mm -hmm. the industry. There's this really weird misconception of the people that are in construction, what happens on a job site, you know, the the technology kind of the innovation piece is is totally overlooked in most people's perception of construction. How do you think we change the, the culture really to, to recognize the, the truth about what's happening in this industry right now? I don't know yet, but I'm, I'm going to try to find out. So I believe, I agree with you 100%, especially just in regards to how modern things are and how many, to be honest, how many nice jobs there are in construction. There's a lot yeah. of support roles. And even out in the field, there's a lot of safety measures in place that weren't there before. And I think that that's getting out. I have a, um, you know, I, I look to influencers in the industry to help get the word out about that. And it will, mm -hmm. it will happen. You know, it's gonna happen over this next 10 years. People are gonna understand the truth about the trades. You and I, and the, and maybe we're not influencers, but the influencers in the trades will get the word out and show behind the scenes and show what's happening. So we're, we created a website uh, called tradesindemand.org and it's, it's out there right now. And we're getting as many trades on there as we can to show, um, we're, we're putting out videos of like what it's like working in certain roles yeah. Uh, we're, we're actually asking. So if you watch this video, we're asking for other people to contribute some of those videos, like a two minute video of like what it's like on the day to day in a particular role. So if you want to contribute rather like, we're not asking for anything financially. We're just looking for more videos like that um, nice. to cure, to curate. And then we're also like sharing like average salaries, like how many jobs there are, where you can get trained where the job listings are and stuff like that. So that's out there right now at this moment. And it's going to be uh, much more deeply populated by the time this podcast goes live. It's just, it's got the first three on there. We're, we're getting a lot of content in this next week. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody wants to send in the uh, content for it's, it's tradesindemand.com. Tra yeah. Tradesindemand.org. Yeah. Trades Okay, um, it has a field uh, on there just to send to collaborate. So just um, it has a big button that says partner with us. And then there's a form at the bottom too to collaborate. So just send a message and we'll get your video on there. 
and we'll feature your brand on there too. So if it's like a company, we'll, you take the time to make a two minute video, we'll feature your logo on there and promote you along. I'm going to be promoting this uh, over the next year. And so just another way to get your name out there in front of people looking for trades that they might want to be part of. Yeah. Love that. Awesome. Now, if people want to find out more information or, or connect with you, how do they do that? Uh, hookagency.com. Check out examples of our websites and a little bit about how we help people get more leads. Nice. Sounds good. Final question for you. What does innovation mean to you? Innovation means survival. So I think it's required. You know, we have to innovate and it's, it's also, it's generational legacy and, you know, helping our kids be safer um, and helping them have better lives. I like it. That's a great way to end it. Yeah. Tim, thanks so much for, for coming on and Chen marketing today in construction. This was, yes, sir. enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Todd. Appreciate you, bro. And now it's time for my Todd takes from this episode. First take. If you don't have clarity around what your brand is, and more importantly, how others perceive your brand, stop what you're doing and find out. Having a strong brand is one of the most important things you can do for your business in generating leads and revenue. Second take, don't overthink and therefore overcomplicate your marketing, especially when it comes to video. Your iPhone camera will provide a good quality video. The important thing is to start posting content to see what is going to resonate with your audience. And final take, I'm a big believer in fostering a natural sense of curiosity. What do you find interesting about your industry, work, and clients? Then lean into that and learn more. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. As always, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Bridging the Gap is hosted, directed, and produced by Todd Wyant. Edited and produced by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an applied software production. Copyright Applied Software 2022.